Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, the good news, you can buy Pearl and Marina Amiibo. The bad news, you have to buy them together. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including some Splatoon 2 updates and some Evo news. Then on Thursday, come back, we're going to be joined by comedian Greg Smith to discuss Def Jam Fight for New York and a bunch of other weird games. So uh, come back for that. But Mark, in the meantime, how you doing? Doing great now that I have peed. Oh, yes. Yeah. You, you did. Well, that was the first thing you said when you came in here is, oh, my God, I have to pee. <laughs> well, it was raining. <laughs> I was stuck in traffic. Yeah. All these things together worked against me. Do you find this thing to be true that uh, when there are sounds of rushing water or like there's rain or anything like that, that it makes you feel like you have to pee more? I don't think so. Is that, what, is that I a don't real think thing, so or is either. this a sitcom thing? I think it's a sitcom thing, but it's one that we've internalized. Yeah, I would be interested to know what the genesis of this is. Like, maybe one uh, television writer, at right. some point, right. had this, like, neuroses, and then it just kept being, like, uh, embellished upon. And it's a thing now that we all believe is true. Yeah. So... I don't experience, have never experienced an ice cream headache. Wow. So I don't believe they exist. <laughs> wow. I think all of you, and I mean all of you, are in on a massive conspiracy to get me to believe that ice cream headaches are real. I don't think they are. Do you think that you have had one, but you just don't know it because you don't believe in them? I... I have never experienced any brain discomfort or head discomfort while eating ice cream. I think science should study you because I don't think we know where ice cream headaches, which are a real thing, where they come from. I don't believe it. Uh, it, It's possible that I am uh, a freak. The next step in human evolution. Oh, sure. You're like uh, an early X-Men. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, all right. So, uh, Mark, let's get to the weather report. You mentioned it already. Freak rain. Freak rain yep, in Los out of Angeles. nowhere. Uh, and a little bit on the chilly side. Our guest weather is from Metropolis, Illinois, not the hometown of Superman. Although I think that's what they, like, uh, call themselves. They call themselves the home of Superman? To drum up, you know, tourism. Yeah. I mean, hey, I would go to a Metropolis that I think is the home of Superman. Well, you should go to Metropolis, not. Illinois. Although, really, that's not the home of Superman. It's maybe his adopted home twice over. Oh, sure. It is not Smallville, and it is also not uh, the planet Krypton. What's the name of his city? The city? Oof, Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Kryptopolis? <laughs> <laughs> we should both know this, Mark. Should we? I don't know. I feel like we should. Anyway, it is uh it's freezing and also raining and cold in Metropolis, Illinois. But big ups mm-hmm. to our listeners in Metropolis, Illinois. The biggest of ups for being the hometown in one way or another of Superman. And hey, big ups to all of our Kryptonian listeners, why not? Yes, absolutely. One day we'll do weather there. RIP. Yes. Uh 
other things to touch base on before we get into what we've been playing this week. Remember, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces on the Nintendo Switch, all you have to do is send us an email with your home address or whatever address you want me to send this thing to. Uh, just email that to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Mark, what else are we doing that's a fun, weird thing? Well, at the end of Feb- February slash the beginning of March. That's right. March 1st slash February 29th. Yes. Depending on where you're listening. No, nope. not true. Nope. Not true. Strike that from the record. <laughs> uh, on March 1st, we're going to be doing an episode about the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. We're going to do one of our ranking episodes. We're mm-hmm. going to look at the dungeons. And, uh, you know, some of them have kind of a negative reputation. Water dungeon. <laughs> Water palace. Water temple. Water temple. I hate it so much, I've forgotten what it's called. Uh, yeah, and but it's not just about what we think of mm, them. No. I mean, it is a lot about that. I mean, it's like a good 95%. Yeah, but we want to hear, we need that last 5% filled in. So if you have any thoughts about any of the dungeons whatsoever, you could even send us your, your whole rankings if you just want to be like, hey, just don't put the deco tree in your top three and I'm cool. We want to hear whatever you got to say about it. Email that to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Um, and we will move forward from there. Mark, are you ready to get into what we've been playing this week? Let's do it. Let's do it. So one thing that we've been playing together, or not been playing, but we had a, uh, a, a fun session over the weekend. We were playing Super Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. From the beginning. From the beginning with uh, my girlfriend and with our friend Greg, who uh, is on Thursday's episode. Um, and so it was a good goofy time. We were drinking and eating toffee, uh, and it was fun. Yeah, it's a good game. There you go. How would you feel about it showing up on Switch? Uh... I mean, I guess I would feel good about it. I don't know that I, I don't know that I want to necessarily play it again. Although we did just play it this weekend, and I was having fun. Right, I was having fun too. But I would have that same amount of fun with a new Super Mario Brothers game. I don't know. I think you would have more fun playing it by yourself. 3D World. Yeah, because um, 3D World, when you're like really trying to get all three stars in every level and like getting to um, the like remixed levels, I think you would. Because, you know, we were just playing four-player simultaneous. It's an idiot fest, right? Yeah. And we're all, like, messing with each other and, um, like, screaming and swearing. And it's a good time. But it's a different kind of good time than when you're, like, really trying to do the game. And I've never played it by myself. You've only ever played it here, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, I guess for your sake, I hope that it comes to Switch. Um, Or maybe someday you borrow my Wii U. Is that weird? (laughs) That's weird, right? Our switches have never met, so I feel like the likelihood of the Wii U making it from your place to my place is very low. Yeah, it seems like our switches should have met at some point. (laughs) At least once. (laughs) My switch has met Heather Campbell's switch. (laughs) Why hasn't it met yours? Uh, And then I've also been playing some more Celeste, uh, slowly making my way through it. I didn't have a ton of time to play games this week. Mm -hmm. but you. Picked up. I picked up Dandara. Uh-huh. I felt so bad about us not knowing what anything the game was. Anything about it. Not knowing anything about it. Turns out it is, like most uh, games that are appearing on the Switch eShop right now, a 16-bit, 18-bit sort of Metroidvania throwback style game uh, where you play this character, Dandara, who is on a weird planet wherein uh, like salt is the main resource that she's gathering. 
Um, and the thing that's really cool she, about she on crate. She's not on crate from uh, the last, last Jedi. Jedi. Um, but if she were on crate, she would leave those little like footprints in in the salt. Uh, Luke Skywalker Specter spoilers. Ooh, spoilers doesn't leave uh, footprints. I know. I walks. finally saw the Last Jedi for a second time. I in, did too in theaters, and uh, yeah, I noticed stuff like that that I didn't notice the first time because you knew what to look for. <laughs> so she's not on crate. Um, but so the 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 whole gimmick of the game is that instead of moving around by like jumping or running or flying or whatever you basically have a like a like a hook shot almost except it's like a laser kind of thing um and so you can you can like propel yourself towards these surfaces but only like the surfaces that have um you know it's it's like a white little salty residue on it so there's no there's no way to just like run from side to side everything is propelling yourself sort of recklessly forward um, so there's this kind of, you know, 360 degree like arc that you can fire either your grapple beam at or like your weapons. And the whole thing is just about like navigating within these, um, you know, 2D spaces like that. And when you get into when you start like going up a shaft, the camera like kind of twists so that it becomes like a like a side scrolling oh, cool. kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's I'm so far I'm not super deep into it maybe like two hours or so um I love all of the boss fights they're all like really hectic and feel very like I don't know I'm, I'm just excited to be like propelling myself around the room and dashing out of the way by shooting my grapple at a, at a, a a surface and just like very narrowly escaping um I know it's 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 a really cool game and I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. The presentation is really nice. The graphics, um, you know, like I said, are like the sort of that eighteen sixteen bit. Um, but there's a lot of really fluid animation in there. Uh, and the NPCs that you encounter are weird. Um, the first one that you encounter is like a a, a giant. It like takes up the entire size of the screen and like it's just a weird looking giant creature that like just needs your help. How much was it? It was fifteen bucks, oh, so okay. it, even a little bit cheaper than most of the you know, similar, similarly priced or you know similar uh, size games. Also, is eighteen bit a thing? No, I said eight or sixteen. Oh, <laughs> did I or did I say eighteen? <laughs> you be the judge. And I'm, there's say, no I'm, way for us to ever know. No, I mean unless someone writes into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail dot com. But I don't know if we're gonna feature that in a debug because we just talked about it right now. Well, uh, maybe we will. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call a cliffhanger. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. a cliffhanger for two episodes from now. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we will almost certainly be playing next week. All right, new releases today, February thirteenth on the 3DS. Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology comes out. Get out your 3DS. It's a remake of a DS game. Um, I'm actually kind of interested in this, except it's on the 3DS, so it might as well no, just you're be not. dead to me. <laughs> uh, on the Switch, Portal Knights, the longest five minutes. Uh, I, all, too, was shamed by our ignorance in Dandara last week, and so I looked up what the longest five minutes was because <laughs> I had seen it be advertised a lot. The hook of it, as I understand it to be, is actually really interesting. So it, like... It's an RPG, but it opens, and you're at the final boss. Great. And in that moment, you, the protagonist, forget everything. And so you are talking to your party members, and as you're talking to them, 
they give you information. You're like, oh, right. I remember my special move is. And then it like takes you back in time to when you like discovered that. And so you are playing the game in the like, it all takes place in the five minutes that the boss battle, that the final boss would take place in. It's a really neat idea. That's cool. Uh, Monster Energy AMA AMA Supercross. Uh, Ask me anything. (laughs) Uh, And Owl Boy. Yeah. Comes out on the Switch eShop. Owlboy. I've been holding off on Owlboy. I wanted to, I, I don't play games on my computer um, or on PC or whatever, um, but I was so close to picking up Owlboy, which, <clears throat> to basically describe Dandara, again, is a 8 or 16-bit style retro Metroidvania style game, um, but the art looks phenomenal. Uh, I'm very excited for this game. And then on February Thursday, February 15th, Zeo Drifter is coming out on the Switch eShop. Uh, Faye is being released on the Switch eShop. And Faye looks great. And then at GameStop, GameStop exclusively, mm-hmm. you can get Legend of Zelda Uno. So I, I sort of like Uno. I like Uno as well. I'm ugh, like, if, I, if I'm in like a GameStop, I won't pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if, I'm a, if I'm in a GameStop, I'll pick it up. I probably will be at some point to buy some obscure Wii game so we could talk about it. <laughs> That's a great point. I I like Uno. Uh, I've never had an Uno deck that's like special in any way. Right. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this could be a fun, weird gift. Yeah, for and it can't at some be point. what, more than like 10 bucks? Oh, uh, geez. Can it be 10 bucks? How much does a pack of Uno cards cost? Eight. That's Seven my, that's ninety-nine. That's Seven ninety-nine. Guess? That's my guess. All right. Uh, and then on Friday, February 16th, Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2 are coming out. Uh, that's exciting. Are you, so this, these are a lot, this is a lot of games. There is. So I think the only thing I'm picking up this week is Bayonetta 2. But then at that point, I might as well just buy both of them for 60 bucks. I don't know about that. Bayonetta 2 is supposed to be the superior game. I'm sure it is. But it's like, I think by itself, it's... Yeah, 50, like, 40 yeah, or that's, something. That, that's a good point. And so I feel like, and will I ever play both of them? Probably no. not. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I will just buy the second one. Who am I kidding? I'll end up buying both. But I'll at least buy Bay- Bay- Bayonetta 2. So I think I'm in for both Owlboy and Faye here. Um, and then we'll have to play Bayonetta by, by uh, what was I going to say? By ear? Uh, play that decision by ear. Oh, I'm not sure. Play, yes. the, play the game uh-huh. by ear. That's a weird way to play a game. Um, but Faye just looks so cool. Uh, and, like, you know, I want to travel around the uh, fantasy land singing songs to. Animals. It does look really cool. I mean, come on. And, like I said, Owlboy, I've been putting off playing for a year because I want to play it on a platform that makes sense for me. So, um, a good week for new releases. Yeah, good. Uh, and kind of a, a surprise. Uh, good week for new releases it's none of them i guess bayonetta is is nintendo published or oh yeah for sure okay um but it developed by uh platinum, platinum. or sega yeah yeah developed um, by platinum ip is owned by sega published by nintendo that's complicated yeah. all right mark let, let's get out of the new releases now it's time for a regular segment on our show it's time for 433 in 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, 
For the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, it is the Winter Olympic season, so we are going to discuss which Winter Olympic sports we believe we would excel at. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe not on a national level. Right. I mean, I think we are both old men by Olympic standards. Uh Uh-huh. So... Uh, it would perhaps be foolhardy of us to think that we could compete with with these youngsters. What 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 do you think? What what do you what winter sport do you think you would excel at? So a few parameters, right? Like oh, okay. well, mostly I think in my head the way this goes is I myself mm-hmm. right at thirty three have the uh, abilities that I have. But in this scenario, I have the resources of, like, an elite trainer. Okay. Right? So... so But, like, you're starting with whatever skills you have right now. So, okay. none. Right. Yes. Uh, I think I could be pretty good at the... Is it, like, the ski jump where you go... Where they go down the long... There is a ski jump. Yeah. <laughs> where they go down, like, the really long ramp. And then it's all about just, like how much air you can get and now, your form. Why do you think you would be good at this? Just because you no longer fear death or <laughs> what, what I is think it? I, would be, I think I could get, of the Olympic sports, I think I could get okay at this one. And this is not to demean the people who do it. And I'm sure it's incredibly complicated, mm. but it seems like they're not doing anything. That's, what you're, that's what you're saying, right? It seems like why not pick the luge or the skeleton or something where you're literally laying down? You're laying down, but I think it takes a lot of... I think it's much more difficult than it looks. Yeah. And again, not that the ski jump isn't, because <laughs> I'm sure it's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, you're up there. They let you go. It looks like your skis are kind of in a track. And then... The part you have to learn is, like, the jump and not die part. Right, right, yeah. right. And also, like, you get... I'm sure there's a lot of just, like, keeping your body as, like, yes, stiff. stiff as the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't know, that feels, like, antithetical to most other athletic contests where it's, like, you want to get to the point where you are free-flowing and not, like, stiff! Yeah. Um, Why not... So, th- my answer is going to be curling. Okay. Oh, good. Curling is smart. Curling is, I'm sure there is athletic ability involved in there, but it feels like it's more of a game than it is a sport. Right. Right? Like, you're you're uh, refining your um, kind of accuracy. I mean, you're thinking, like, shuffleboard. Yeah. 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 Do, do they wear skates? Or like I weird? don't think they do. I, I think, think it's. I'm either. sure it's like special shoes. Special shoes. Mm-hmm. I want to get them special shoes. I want to get a special broom. I want to get you know some like gloves or something. I want to look like that guy that looks like Mario. Yeah. Okay. See, that's is the what thing I want. is that they're all kind of like husky. Yeah. Like men and women who uh, do curling, they're like big, bigger people. Right. And I could be a bigger person. You could. I'm, I am not. <laughs> but you could. But I be. could be. Um, or failing that, and you know, this is still like, uh, I, I, I would also say hockey, ice hockey. Whoa! I and I understand that it is a violent, uh, it is uh, uh, an active. I would be tired and hurt. I mean, good for you. But again, it's like a game. Like I wanna, I, I feel like I can get my head into a game and get good at a game. Anything that's like speed skating or. Anything like that. Oh, yeah. That's totally out. I feel like uh, I thrive in team-oriented environments. Mm, so mm. I think bobsledding 
Okay, yeah, sure. Might be like good for me if I'm like one of the guys in the middle who uh, I don't just, know what they just do. Just like waxes the sled? <laughs> yeah. Is there for looks? So the the thing about bobsled that would be cool is uh, the gear. Yeah, the gear is awesome. It's all about the gear but and again, like, like, like you're, you're worshiping the sled basically <laughs> as a team. Like that's cool. Well, but the other thing is that just like in curling – Bobsled people are all like built, mm, mm. and I don't know why. Do you need? Do you need to be, or are they just like athletic people? Well, well, we'll I never guess know. I guess we will never know uh, about any of that. <laughs> we were accompanied today by Feature Workspace. Mark, let's get into the news. So we've kind of talked a lot recently how Amiibo announcements have been slowing down. Yeah. And dried up. Yeah. I mean, we had that enormous oversized freak Detective Pikachu Amiibo. That's right. I I keep forgetting about that thing. (laughs) But other than that, there hasn't been a lot going on. But over the weekend, Nintendo dropped a trailer for Splatoon 2 Amiibo. Uh, You can get a Marina Amiibo for $24.99. Sad news. It comes with the pearl. It comes packed in with pearl. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will put up with that wretched little goblin (laughs) in order to get a marina amiibo. Uh, No release date or in-game functionality has been detailed at this time, but it's it's happening. And I guess we kind of... I just assumed it would eventually. Yeah, because we got uh, Kelly and Marie um, uh, amiibo, you know, a couple months after the original Splatoon came out as well so it seemed like this was you know and the the original release the original amiibo for both splatoon 1 and splatoon 2 were identical so it only stands to reason that they would also give us the like the two idols as well also uh there's a splatoon 2 starter edition that's coming to north america on march 16th if you remember there was like a legend of zelda zelda breath of the wild explorer pack or like explorer edition it seems like a kind of similar thing um, it comes with a physical, physical copy of the game, a hundred-page strategy guide, and two sheets of stickers for like the regular sixty dollars. That's nice. Um, it it's funny that like Nintendo will put out these, uh, like whatever special editions of the game that come out later that don't have any. It like Splatoon two doesn't have like paid DLC or anything right. like that. So like it the game is complete no matter which version of it you buy. Well, and also like the explore the Zelda Explorers Edition that yeah. didn't come with any of the DLC. Yeah, still still had to buy it all separately. Uh, also a new stage Gobi Arena and a new weapon Dark Tetra Duelies will be coming to the game. Uh, we don't talk about all the weapons that are coming because there's like a new one every weekend. But yeah. Uh, this one seemed especially of note. And also, this weekend uh, is a good time to hop into Splatoon 2 because there's a new North American Splatfest starting Friday, February 16th at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, it lasts for 24 hours, and the theme is money versus love. Ooh, getting to the hard yeah, questions. Perfect timing for Valentine's Day. I mean, for two days after Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, for, you know, the Valentine's Day season. <laughs> yeah, sure. Which it's a lives whole in our season heart all, now. Yeah, <laughs> lives in our heart all. Hey, if Sicario can have a sequel and be like a, a Sicario universe. Right. This, uh, the Sicario saga, if it continues in Sicario 2, um, then I suppose Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day can be a whole season. Um, where do you come down? <laughs> 
on uh, love versus money. Oh, this is hard. I mean, what's the context? Uh, you only get one of them for the rest of your life. Oh. <laughs> Gotta go with money. <laughs> Gotta go with money. Uh, in an interview with Game Informer, Super Mario Odyssey producer uh, Yoshiaki Koizumi teased that the team may be open to adding paid DLC to the game. He said, quote, there's a lot of volume in Super Mario Odyssey. That was a big focus in development. Give the player tons to do. We pushed ourselves to create as much as we could. I can't announce anything specifically today, but of course, if there was a really cool idea for us to do, then we would certainly be thinking about DLC, end quote, to which I reply, just give us Odyssey 2. Oh, you, you're saying just, just Odyssey 2? Yeah, just two. do it. What about Super Luigi Odyssey? Oh, sure, yeah. Or Super Waluigi Odyssey. Oh, now I'm in love. <laughs> there we go. I knew if I just kept pitching, I'd hit one. <laughs> <laughs> just when you got to, like, the worst character. Yeah, that's that right. That would be the one that I'm into. <laughs> Petey the Piranha Odyssey. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire is coming to Switch later this year. I'm really excited about this. Um, it's developed by Obsidian, ported by some other company. Pillars of <laughs> <laughs> Pillars of Eternity 2 is the sequel to 2015's Pillars of Eternity, which in turn is a spiritual successor to the Baldur's Gate series, i.e. it's an old-school isometric RPG game. I'm real excited. I think the original Pillars of Eternity eventually was ported to Xbox One and PS4, but... Uh, I think of these as like P- like games that you have to own a gaming PC for. Yeah, sure. And well, can can you explain a, a little bit? I mean, you yeah, explain them as like old school isometric RPG. Does that mean it's like Diablo-y or? Yeah, uh, it is. It like the camera is isometric, so it's like Diablo, but exactly no, like Diablo. Got no, it. no, but it's more like a. <laughs> it's it's more like. They don't really make RPGs like this anymore okay. because it's too difficult with like fully realized 3D environments and the amount of voice acting that would be required and stuff like that. And they do all this voice acting. They don't have to animate everything. Mm. And so it's much more like uh, Icewind Dale or I guess like Baldur's Gate, you know, like RPGs from the 90s. Sure. I mean, you're naming a bunch of games that I didn't play and never watched anyone play. Okay, let's see. How can I explain this? It's basically like it is more faithfully like playing a D&D okay. uh, campaign where there's lots of choices. Your um, decisions have consequences. You can really like role play in a way that I don't feel like you can yeah, in a lot in of modern, games, modern yeah. RPGs. Uh, so yeah, it's exciting to have this coming to switch who would have ever thought like xbox one and ps4 kind of no-brainers but i mean it's the the answer is it's all coming to switch like anything that can will and that's that's cool that's cool a little follow-up from last week when we talked about billy mitchell maybe cheating on some donkey kong high scores oh that billy mitchell yep so mr mitchell again not me not related to me as far as i know so this is you (laughs) no this is not me all right all right uh you're the one who's cheating (laughs) i am not the one who's cheating up here i've never played donk you know this i never played arcade donkey kong (laughs) appeared on an episode of the internet talk show east side dave this past weekend and said the following quote I've never even played MAME. I don't have MAME loaded in my home. Uh, this is me. This is Mark. A diff- this is 
The market Mr. is Mitchell talking. Interjecting yes. on uh-huh. Mr. Mitchell here. Yeah. Uh, so what we talked about last week is that the controversy was that he wasn't playing, supposedly, allegedly was not playing on actual arcade hardware. He was instead playing on an emulator, MAME, mm-hmm. which uh, would have some implications for high scores and uh, speed running type stuff. Uh, so I've never played on MAME. I don't have MAME loaded in my home. The film footage that he has, the Jeremy, who's the Donkey Kong forum moderator, has shows main play. Now, I contend that if he gets the original tape or he gets the original room shot, he will see that what I say is true. I'm not disputing what he says. What I'm disputing is the fact that I want him to have the original tape. And the fact of the matter is that the original footage was given to Twin Galaxies. Twin Galaxies has it or should have it. And if there's anywhere other than Twin Galaxies, if it's anywhere other than Twin Galaxies, that's a real problem. Okay, so what is Mr. Mitchell, who might be you, uh-huh. implying? Yeah, th- I don't really understand this. He's saying that what uh, the Donkey Kong forums guy was looking at was meme footage. Right, and he's saying that's not my gameplay footage? I guess. I don't... I don't... I, I can't really wrap my head around this. Here's the thing that's strange to me about uh, video game high scores or like our arcade machine high scores. Is it weird that they can be set in someone's home as they like video record it? Right. Like if someone sets a record in like the, uh, you know, a, a swimming event or whatever, and they do it like during a practice. That's not a. That's not a record. It's not like a countable record. It needs to be like in competition. So you're saying it sh- they should only be score should only be allowed if they're like in a tournament type in some sort of like sterile standardized environment. Oh where sure. Like a, the uh, hardware and software that they're playing on is beyond the control of the person actually setting the record. That I think is not a bad idea. Although I think these are more akin to world records that you know, like Guinness. Oh, would, sure. Like how uh, many uh, uh, cloth- clothing pins can you uh, stick on your face? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, like an expert is there, what, like a moderator, right. you know, is making sure that they're standard clothes pins. Right. Yeah. And that, like, you don't have any artificial uh, ears. <laughs> artificial ears. Yeah. People stick on a lot of artificial ears. That, yeah. Like, you can get 13 extra clothes pins that way. Easily. No problem. Um,. But it seems like those experts in this case are just reviewing tape. Right. Well, and so I think the impetus is on the person who is recording it to, you know, like show that it was an actual arcade cabinet that hadn't been tampered with or whatever. And I think that's part of like what is in question here. I just I, I just think that there should be an element of like, and now you perform it. Hey, right? I'm I'm with you. Okay. I'm all about spectacle. Yeah, yeah, let's... D- I mean, and then we could all... Get them up on a stage. It. Get them up on a stage. We can put it, live stream it on Twitch. Their palms are sweating. You know, oh, like, yeah. the pressure's on. The music is weird. Their family's in a cage hovering above, like, a pool of sharks. Yeah, and the, those sharks, they're just circling. They can't stop circling or they'll die. <laughs> oh, they'll die. <laughs> this is good. Mark, <laughs> we, sh- <laughs> we should arrange this. I want to see it. Yeah, I I love this. And I want to see Billy Mitchell defend his Donkey Kong high score under a high-pressure situation. I have no regrets. Uh, But we're just reporting this because last week we accused him by proxy. Right. And so, you know, we want to let the man have his say. 
Uh, also, it seems as though we're just in it now. Any further development, <laughs> we will bring up on future episodes. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is this We will is be watching this story, story closely. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, in last Thursday's episode, which if you haven't already listened to, you should go back and listen to, we talked about our hopes and dreams for Nintendo's online system launching this September. Uh, and while they didn't provide any new details, during a Q&A session that followed the release of last quarter's financial results, Managing Executive Director Shinya Takahashi stated, quote, we have some ideas about how to make Nintendo Switch Online appealing when it becomes a four-play service, so I think our next amount announcement will be worth the wait, end quote. Four-pay service, by yes. the way. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, what did I say? You said four-play. Oh. Which is not a four-play service. No. It's a, a four-pay four pay service. service. Um, I mean, I guess, what do you expect them to say? Like, yeah, I don't know. We, we got to charge you for it. We're not adding any new services. Yeah, fair point. Um, what, I, what, what else is there to, like, to take away from them saying, like, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll be worth the wait? I guess only that they understand that they have to, like, provide some incentive for people to mm-hmm. pay money for their service. Yeah, I mean... They understand how business works, I guess, I is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> they can't charge for a no service. Um, yeah, they're not Kickstarter. Oh! I couldn't think of one specifically. Well, but that that's good. Kickstarter, that's good. That's 10%. They take 10% for basically nothing. <laughs> Having the Kickstarter, you have to do all the work. Yeah. Um, not that I've ever actually used Kickstarter. Um, anyway, we, we have all, all of our thoughts about the Nintendo Online service. And us being uh, patient little boys waiting for Nintendo to finally give us its sweet, sweet online goodies. Uh, you can listen to last week, Thursday's episode. Other stories coming out of that call. Uh, Nintendo is interested in expanding the life cycle of the Switch system beyond the normal five to six year lifespan. No kidding. Uh, Switch appeals to a broader demographic than previous Nintendo consoles, hitting all age groups across all genders. Also, Switch has the capacity to be a one per player system rather than a one per household system. Which is cool, right? And like, speaks to uh, you know, it just a bigger. There, it's there. It, they can sell more switches than they could sell, you know, Wii's or you know whatever because you right. Know, and most you're gonna buy like two Wii's or something, you know, like four different rooms. Yeah, and even that seems like why would you do that? It's such a small little like you can just. Well, I think also like different from the Wii, the Switch does appeal to all, all kinds of different players, like hardcore players, mm-hmm. not hardcore players. Um, I'm trying to think of other like names we can call people. Uh, dorks. Casuals, yeah. dorks, dweebs. Filthy casuals. They all want to switch. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto expressed faith in Illumination CEO Chris Melodandry saying that he believes the two men take a similar approach to creation. It also sounds like the team is committed to making a quality movie or bust. Uh, this is in regards to the Super Mario Brothers movie that uh, has been announced um, that Nintendo is collaborating with uh, Illumination uh, Entertainment. Illumination Studios? Illumination... There, uh, is there another noun after that? I don't know. I don't, yeah, Illumination. I think there is. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Entertainment, maybe? Maybe. Uh, basically, he says... If, uh, quote, we've talked together and feel them and share the feeling that if we can't make something interesting, we'll just call it quits, end quote. Uh, that's great. Yeah, that's great news. Uh, although I don't necessarily know that I know what 
uh, Miyamoto thinks is a quality movie. Right. We've never like sat down and talked about movies. Mm-mm. I don't know how he felt about Dunkirk. Yeah, what did he think about Dunkirk? Where does he stand on the whole Sicario saga? Yeah. Did he like Phantom Thread? Yeah, these are all questions that you know we have, and you know we want. Did know. he think Secret Life of Pets was a like good movie? Now this is a great and relevant question because it would have been a movie that Illumination uh, made. Yeah. Uh huh. So is he seeing these promos for The Grinch during the Winter Olympics and is like that looks fun? I have not seen any of these oh, promos. For I, the I'm watching a lot of the Olympics online and it plays like every five oh, minutes. I'm sorry. So he's like sitting at home with Max, his dog, mm-hmm. and he's watching the Olympics because we're all Grinches. Apparently, I think that's what they're telling us. Well, but this and is then, Grinch before he becomes Grinchy, right? Uh, he seems to be fully Grinchified oh, by the okay. time. Uh, I thought this was a Grinch origin story. It could be. Maybe they're just using this as a hook to get us to watch the movie. Sure. So he's seen at home. He's watching like figure skaters, and uh, he's like, he, he doesn't say anything in the entire. Th- but something propels him to be like, oh, maybe he imagines himself as the greatest figure skater. So he's like skating around to put some some pop song, and then he pops out of his um daydream and like is holding max and he like frowns or something like that basically not buying it Mm, so he was he was doing what you and i were just doing fantasizing about being able to participate don't just try to we are all grinches we are all grinches i'm not trying to humanize the grinch i'm trying to grinchify us (laughs) well basically what i want to know is does miyamoto think that looks fun yeah great question and i hope not because i trust the man I trust the man too, but I wh- wh- I trust him with a very specific kind of experience. Video games, yes, and where his video games start to take on a more cinematic quality, I'm like, no thanks. Do you remember when Nintendo was ma- like really interested in making short films, and they made a bunch of those like yeah, the Pikmin, Pikmin yeah shorts. Those are directed by uh, Miyamoto. Yeah, and then the, uh, nothing really came of that outside of it. But. And I've never watched any of them. They're they're all up on YouTube, but right, I've never. No, I've just I've I've never, never, I've never looked for them. Never 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 watched any of them. Finally, the full lineup of Evo 2018, the, uh, which is this August in Las Vegas, has been announced. Super Smash Brothers Melee and Super Smash Brothers Wii U are returning. Additionally, the upcoming Switch game Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle is going to be there as well. One of Patrick's gaming resolutions for the year was, of course, to uh, get into fighting games and go to Evo. Yes, that's right. And bearing in mind that I am not intending to uh, compete at Evo, uh, I'm not a maniac. I did. Uh, I, I spent some time, quite a bit of time, playing Street Fighter this weekend. It was most of my Saturday morning, uh, and I was doing good. I was feeling good. I was, you know, raising up my league points in online matches. Uh, got it up over like twelve hundred, which I was like, yes, yes, and I. That's a low. That's a pretty low score overall. Um, and then just like start like hit a cold streak and was just like down, down, down. I think when I turned it off, I was around seven hundred. <laughs> like I lost so much of my progress. Um, but man, uh, when I'm really enjoying Street Fighter when I'm really enjoying fighting games. There's nothing quite like it. Also, and I understand this is not Nintendo related at the moment, um, but Blanca is coming to Street Fighter V next week, Tuesday. Today, uh, which will be yesterday by the time you listen to this, 
is Blanca's like 65th birthday or something like that. <laughs> Happy birthday, Blanca. Happy birthday, Blanca. Big ups to our Blanca, Blanca listeners. <laughs> Big ups to Blanca. Um, but so uh, was that a, bringing up this story? Uh, is that a way to be like, Patrick, are you going to Evo? Sure. I would like to go to Evo. Um, but, you know, August is so far away. So, you know, more on that, I guess, as we get closer to it. It's another story that we're following very closely. <laughs> That's correct. Um, Melee, I guess there's no surprises here, right? In I mean, that, it, is it weird that there's going to be two Super Smash Brothers games? Maybe a little bit. But, like, the Smash community is pretty divided on, um, you know, how they... Because Melee is, like, the sort of definitive Smash experience from, like, a, a competitive standpoint. And... So, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, well, what do you do? You, you got you to gotta keep doing this old one, but you, the new one is pretty good and uh, people want to play it. So, I don't know. What, what choice do you make? It also seems like it is difficult for the Smash community to grow if it's just focused on Melee. Because where are you going to play that? If you're a new gamer just, like, coming up. Yeah. I mean, you, the only way to play it, I think, the only way to play it is on is on GameCube. Right. Yeah. So I guess if you had a Wii. Right. And then you also need the, a, a CRT TV as well. Right. Um, because it doesn't... Just the barrier for entry just seems like a lot It's higher. a lot. Yeah. For, for sure. And you know, the, the Wii U uh, Smash 4 is a, a great version of that game. Um, and if it ever comes over to Switch, then I feel like the conversation just ends. And it's like, oh, everyone can play it all the time. Why bother? Um, with these other things. But yeah, it is interesting. There's only one kind of Street Fighter that's being played. Um, you know, uh, just Injustice 2. There's no Mortal Kombat in the thing. Um, so they're they're being very singular about all the other series, except for Smash Brothers, which, you know, they recognize the community can't make up its mind, and uh, so they're just going to run with everything. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. And that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, if you could rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, um, that would be great. Uh, if you like the episode, please share on Facebook or Twitter. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter who you think you're uh, annoying with that. We like to get the you know, word out about the show. You can share it, and we appreciate it. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, I'm uh, Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is MKE Mitchell. Collectively, we are at NinCart Society. If you want to check out the Facebook page, it's just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. Campfire.